Well, hello there. This is Laura Camacho and welcome to episode 144 of the Speak Up podcast, where we talk about the kinds of conversations that you want to have in order to achieve your goals. Now, I have some news for you today that this episode and the next two or three episodes are going to be a little bit different. They're going to be very much focused on what I would call a communication tool. This is a series I'm going to make about the topic that I am most asked about, whether they people use this name or they don't use the name. They want this quality that we know as executive presence. So this is a series called Executive Presence Explained, and I'm going to go into in three different short episodes what it is, what it isn't, why it matters, uh, the foundation, like what is the, what do you have to have, what are the in- indispensable ingredients for executive presence, and I promise you it's not what you think, and then finally, how to speak with more impact, which is a big piece of executive presence, it's not the whole thing. So as for those of you who don't know me, I'm Laura Camacho, founder of Mixonian Institute. I'm an executive communication coach, and I've created culture-building communication workshops for high-performing teams to be able to build their culture in their companies wherever uh, they are in the organization, whether it's a small nonprofit or a very large enterprise company. And this episode 144 is the first of the series of Executive Presence Explained, where I'm going to go into what is executive presence, why it matters, and kind of how to know if you need it or where where you are with executive presence. But right before I dive in, I just want to give you a little update into why I'm doing this and what I hope to achieve. Because most of the time in in the last, I don't know, 100 episodes, maybe 70, I've been interviewing people. People reach out to me all the time, very interesting, diverse people who've written books or created programs or who teach some aspect of culture or communication or body language. And so we've had some fascinating interviews on this topics and very useful and audience for the Speak Up podcast has grown, you know, tremendously. It started many years ago when I would just read my blog post. I mean, that's that was what the Speak Up podcast started out with a long time ago. And now it's gotten to where I interview nationally known experts related to the fields of communication and culture. But this episode is just me and it's very practical it's very specific to executive presence. It's going to be short. All, all of them are going to be short. And it's the first time I've recorded just myself in a long time. You know, COVID brought a lot of lasting change to my life. Maybe it did to yours too. And I, I think that's one reason why I haven't really produced as much content as I did before COVID. One reason is personal life has just been like crazy, crazy, although now it's settled down. But in July of 2020, I lost my mom. It wasn't due to COVID. It was due to cancer. And then from November of 2020 through March of 2021, I had three of my kids get married. And then in October of 2021 and November, I welcomed my first two grandbabies. 
So it's just been a rush. And at the same time, business has just been growing, you know, off the charts. So I've kind of been feeling like I'm on this Bronco ride or the, I don't know what it's called from the rodeo. There's the, one of the traditions is that they put the cowboy or cowgirl on a horse that's bucking and that they time the person to see how long they can stay on this bucking horse. And that's what it's felt like, but things are calming down a little bit. So I'm putting together this series on executive presence explained. So I'm going to dive into it. So that is, like I said, it's the number one thing people ask me about, but sometimes they want executive presence and they don't use that name because what they want to say is that they want to feel comfortable speaking to the executive suite or presenting to the executive suite or becoming a C-suite executive. So I've always started off by explaining to people that executive presence is nothing more than the ability to inspire confidence and trust in you as a professional who has something to say. So trust, as you know, is foundational to all business relationships. Well, actually, it's foundational to all relationships. But at work, you know, trust, it makes the difference. And because it lowers the burden of accountability that you don't like if there's some people, you can assign them a task, and you know, it's going to be done, and it's going to be done well, and you can kind of forget about it. And there's other people who aren't quite there, they may be valuable colleagues or reports, but they're not at the level where you can just let them go. So you have to, you, you know, it's the ability to inspire trust in you. So this isn't something that is perceived by other people. So a lot of times people have executive presence, but they don't even perceive it in themselves, but other people do. And it's not just trust because worker bees, often there's a lot of trust in, a, in a, what I call the worker bee, where you get, you know, you're paid for deliverables. And that is how everybody usually starts off their career. They're paid to deliver something and they do a good job. So they get promoted to the, so they're leading a team that delivers something. But then at some point, usually it's around director, senior director, then the, the person feels like the game has changed a little bit, like the sands are shifting and it's not, it's no longer simply a matter of delivering something. Usually you're leading one larger team or maybe several teams or maybe you're, you've handled the director level responsibility fine but you're getting the message that you need to have more executive presence more visibility a more a people need more people need to know about you and they need to know more about you that's kind of what people refer that's the way executive presence is often explained without using that word so let's just take a, an executive level meeting that you're not used to presenting at and you're there. How do you show up at that meeting with executive presence? So the thing is, you need to know why you are there. That is the most important aspect of executive presence. And I'm that's part of the foundation. And I don't want to get uh, too far ahead of myself. So let's, let's take a look at... Um, what is it when you don't have executive presence? So I think that's a, you know, that's what we call defining something negatively, like what executive presence is not. So what is it not? It is not talking your head off. 
Although all other things being equal, more chatty professionals have an edge over people who don't speak enough because they're more memorable. And with everybody's being overworked, overwhelmed, overzoomed, and distracted, our memories are shot. So that's why you see a lot of times people with more relationship skills and communication skills get promoted over people that might have actually more domain competence. It's very common, that phenomenon. So, but executive presence is neither talking too much nor talking too little. Those are two extremes, you know, like Goldilocks and the three bears. You don't want to be too quiet, but you don't want to be talking too much. So that means you need to speak when you have something to say. And that means you need to know that why you are at the meeting in the first place. And that it requires, there's a risk taking element. And this is another reason why I get asked about this because some, you know, some people are more courageous than others. They're less inhibited. I mean, there's different personalities. I've learned a lot about this recently. So some people just speak up more and and they do get promoted faster just because they're like faster on the draw, you might say, whereas some other people like myself, we get brain freeze when we're put on the spot. And that's the uh, the internal processor, and which is you know, correlated with what we think of as introversion, is that we need time to think. And so we're not speaking up quickly and we're not immediately jumping in because we want to think about it. And then it feels like the conversation kind of runs away and you just can't get a word in. And then it's moved to another topic. So that that is when you're when you don't have executive presence because you haven't said anything. But it's not saying something just to say something. It's it's adding value. So a person with an executive presence knows how he or she adds value. That doesn't mean you have to know everything. It doesn't mean you have to be like the wizard, but you do know something or you wouldn't be promoted where from to, to do where you are. I mean, clearly the company that has hired you or promoted you sees a lot of potential in you. So what does it not look like? It's not talking too much. It's not talking too little. It is taking some risk or what can feel like a risk to a person who's not used to speaking up. And what happens to this person, this highly conscientious, highly orderly, high work output person who doesn't really focus on the communication part, they they tend to assume that once they get a certain promotion, then they're going to have all this courage to speak up and they're going to know how to do it because of a certain promotion. But that is not how it works. That's why you see certain outspoken Young people low on the totem pole or low in the food chain, and they speak up more because they either have it naturally or they've learned to speak up when they didn't feel confident. Or maybe some people have confidence without competence. That's another factor. But I'm talking to the high performer who has been so focused on results and deliverables that 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 person has not developed as much communication to the executive suite. They're usually very good with their teams because they feel more comfortable. They know where they stand. They do know in that context where they add value. So that's another thing about executive presence is that it can be domain specific. If you're a finance person, you can feel great talking to finance executives 
but not talking to production or marketing because you don't know as much. But executive presence, if you have that quality, you know that you can add value no matter what. And a lot of times the value isn't asking questions. It's not in actually, it's not that you're setting people straight or that you're like correcting people. That's if you're going to correct your senior leaders and executive meeting, you definitely need to proceed with caution because making people look bad is generally not a good communication or career strategy. So that's Executive presence is really knowing why you're in the room. And you know what? Sometimes you can be asked to attend a meeting and maybe nobody told you why. That that is also possible. So maybe, but you can decide the purpose yourself. You can be deciding, well, I'm going to learn or I'm going to make sure I speak up so people begin to know who I am. Because again, if you're new to this executive level meeting, people might not know you. And remember, of everybody in that room, they're top 20, they all have top 20 priorities. And the best case scenario is that you are 21. <laughs> so you have to be willing to be uncomfortable, to have courage, to say something before people ask you, it's not that people are going to say, so Laura, what do you think? I mean, they might, that, that does happen. But generally speaking, when you're the newer person to the executive suite, they don't ask you. They assume that you're just going to speak up if you have something to say. So that is why, that is what executive presence is really that is not, is, it comes across as confidence but what it really is, is the knowledge of who you are, you know, not nobody's expecting you to be perfect, but knowing what your strengths are and how you can help use those strengths in any meeting. And that strength can be asking provocative question. That strength, you know, some people are really good about seeing how the parts fit together. And so they're very good at creating processes. And some people are really good at, at seeing how processes or practices need to be standardized and how they can be standardized. And some people are really good at seeing inefficiencies. And some people are really good at encouraging and drawing expertise out of other people. So think about what is it that you bring to the table? Why have you been promoted to where you are? What do you see? How do you see yourself? contributing and adding value both to the executive suite and when you're a member of the executive suite. So I think that's enough of what executive presence is. It's that it, it's really, it's just knowing that you have a place at the table. You know, there's all this talk about, oh, I deserve a place at the table. Well, if you do, then just pull up a chair, be there. And how does that show up? It shows up in saying something uh, or asking a question or making a presentation that's on point, that's not wasting people's time. It's just adding value. Really, it's adding value. And that is the difference. That is what gets you promoted once you make it to director. Sometimes people make it to senior director without that solid feeling of executive presence. But when you have it, then people feel comfortable around you and they see you and you're visible. And then eventually they are like, 
Well, Laura, what do you have to say? What do you think? They start asking your opinion because you, you're a proven. Like people know that you have an, a point of view that's worthwhile, but that doesn't just come like some anointing when you get some promotion. You have to create that perception by showing that you have something to say and saying it and then shutting up and listening to the response, not trying to take over the floor. So I hope that's helpful in giving you a clear idea of what executive presence is. It's not being a snob. It's not thinking that you're better than other people. You don't have to have gone to Harvard. You just have to know where you stand and what's the value that you add and how and look for ways to add that value wherever you are. So that's the introduction. I wanted to say one more thing before I close this edition is that I have a book coming out this spring called The Practical Guide to Effective Communication. Like talk about straightforward title. It's really a, a totally different approach to communication. And I bring in the culture building aspect of communication. It's a very fun read, lots of anecdotes from my culture, cross-cultural experiences and making a fool of myself in different scenarios. And I think you're really going to enjoy it. It's a, it's not a serious read. You know, my motto is don't be boring. And so I definitely applied that to my book coming out this spring. All right. I will see you on the next episode where we talk about the foundations, how you can prepare yourself to show people how you add value. Have a great day. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.